0: Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? What's up, church? How are you all today? Lovely. Beautiful. Glad to hear it. So excited that you're all feeling great. Jazzed. Super psyched. Um, I'm going to have a little sip of tea real fast. Hold on. That's lovely. It's a mango black tea. <laughs> Jealous? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, man, today... We got a barn burner. Um, <clears throat> miracles. Do they even matter? Like, really, do miracles really matter? So I was listening to um, Michael Coliones and uh, Jesus Image, and he was talking about the power of the gospel. And I'm going to borrow a lot from what he was saying <clears throat> and kind of give my own little, my little, little version of his stuff. He brought up the story. Of the rich man and Lazarus. So if if you're not familiar, my gosh, I'm sorry, I got like a frog in my throat. I apologize. If you're not familiar, Luke 16, 19 through 31, there is a rich man who is dressed in purple. I'll just read from the, the the Bible. And you can we'll do the story and then we'll do a recap. How about that? Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 16. Here we go. Starting with verse 19. There was a rich man who dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in a luxury and lived in luxury every day at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Yeesh. Uh, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. This is that spot. And you know what I mean? The rich man, uh, that, you know that's that spot in heaven before we get, um, our resurrections they're kind of you know carried in abraham's side the rich man also died and was buried in hades where he was in torment he looked up and saw abraham far away with lazarus by his side so he called to him father abraham have pity on me and send lazarus to the dip to dip to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because i am in agony in this fire but abraham replied son Remember that in your lifetime, you received your good, your good things. My Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you're in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a, you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to get from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send some, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No father, Abraham he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced. Even if someone rises from the dead. Now, this is Jesus talking. So crazy. Um, and there's two things to know about this. This is not considered a parable. Um, Chuck Missler talks about this. Michael Colino talked about this. And parables are always vague, vague. And normally preface with, this is a parable. <laughs> They're pretty good about telling you, hey, here's a parable about the sower of the seed. You know what I mean? <clears throat> there's not specifics. <clears throat> However, this one, there is names. Lazarus. Like, so you almost <clears throat> assume this is from real life. Like this really happened. Jesus is talking about an experience that really happened and he would know about all this. He's kind of God. So there's a couple big things in this that are like crazy when it comes to what he's talking about. Like some takeaways from this is one, and this is crazy. The dogs came and licked his sores meaning the dogs were taking better care of Lazarus than the rich man. And also anybody else like, you, you know, you don't hear anybody else coming and helping Lazarus in this situation, but he was placed at his gate, you know, at his gate was laid a beggar, meaning they laid him specifically in front of the rich man, because it was, you know, the custom that the, the, those who had took care of those who didn't. And in this situation, he did not clearly. You know, he was just longing to eat what fell from the rich man's tables, the scraps, not even like the like a like a side dish, the scraps, not even like, the scraps. So even the dogs came and looked at sores. So you know, Lazarus is in a pickle, you know, the bummer situation. Now when they died, you know, obviously Lazarus went to Abraham's side and the rich man went to Hades where he was in torment. And if, remember last podcast, I was talking about like hell. Like, I mean, just hear about Lazarus, even more about torment, not only is he in constant torment, but he can see those who are in perfect eternity. Like what a torment, like not only are you, are you left in your torment, your fire? I'm in agony in this fire. You're being burned. You're in this agony that you just would want someone to dip the tip of their finger in water and give it, that would be a welcome vacation from the torment you're in. I mean, I mean, we can't even fathom that kind of level and that's constant. And not only that you have to look at, look at those that you could have helped look at the, look at your mistakes forever. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine just looking at your mistakes forever? The things you got wrong, the things that you could have done differently forever while you're in torment, knowing those things you're looking at are while you're in your current situation. And you have no one to blame but yourself. You know? Because apparently they can communicate. You know, Abraham's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you had the opportunity to to, to bless this Lazarus. You had the opportunity to, to, to take care of this man. You chose not to. You got your good gifts. The good things you received already. And but because you were so selfish with those good things, welcome to hell. Um, which is, oh my gosh, crazy. But this is the part that's that's that, the, the nuts of it, which is like, dude, miracles, do they even matter? Um, So the rich man's like, okay, then send Lazarus to my family. Like literally raise Lazarus, that guy from the dead, because everyone knows Lazarus at my house that I didn't help. So my family obviously knows about Lazarus because my family was in my house. And my family saw me never take care of Lazarus. And Lazarus is now dead. So my family, who are still in my home, theoretically speaking, you know, he was a rich man, so they all probably lived in one villa. Let's say it's a villa or wherever. Say, go to them. Go to them and warn them. Hey, it's me, Lazarus, the dude that was in your front gate that you guys totally ignored and just let die. Just want to let you know, your big bro, he's in hell. So if you don't want to do that, If you see another version of me around, you know, hook a brother up. You know what I mean? That is what he begged to send to his family. This is five brothers. So they will not come to this place of torment. And what does Abraham say? They have, what do you mean? They have all they need. They have Moses and prophets. And what does that really mean? They have the word. They have the word. They have the word and the old Testament. I mean, that's what they have. The OT, baby, straight up. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, (laughs) Numbers, Deuteronomy, all of it. They got them all. They have the entire Old Testament. They have the prophets and they have Moses. So they have the law of Moses and they have the prophets. They have everything they need to succeed, everything they need. And he's like, no, no, because I had that. I had those same things. I had, you know, the rich man had Moses and he had the prophets too. And it wasn't enough. And so he, as he says, no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Like no one from the dead came to me. I had Moses. I had the prophets. Those didn't matter to me. But if, if I saw a miracle, then for sure I'd repent. And he said to him, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Bang. And therein lies What are the value of miracles? Like Jesus talks about, like they talk about, like, like, if you, if we wrote about all the things that Jesus did and those are, I mean, we can call miracles, the healings, the, the, the demonic salvations, the walking. I mean, if you do all the things that Jesus did, they would, all the books in the world couldn't contain it. So clearly we don't have a lack of miracles. But miracles without relationship are just circus shows. You know, I have a good friend of mine. The reason why I'm thinking about this, because I have a good friend of mine um, who who I love dearly, but is not walking in faith. You know what I mean? Has been wounded a little bit um, by a judgmental church. And he's taking that out on God. Um, not on God, but like, I don't want to be a Christian if Christians are judgmental with how I, how I behave. It's like, well, you know, that's a bummer to hear someone say that, but you know, there is accountability, but I I'm sure he probably got, you know, corrected too early. You know, someone who's a Christian expected someone who isn't a Christian to act like a Christian, which is very much, (laughs) we do that a lot. You know what I mean? Christians are shocked when people who aren't saved act like people who aren't saved. It's very weird, but you know, we have to have grace for those that are not and bring to the Lord. Like, you know, you don't clean a fish before you catch it. If you know what I'm saying. Um, and so anyway, I say that because his brother, he called me one day, like almost in tears. Um, and this is someone who I speak with, you know, on a weekly basis. So this isn't like some random audibly, we we talk on a weekly basis and out of nowhere, he, he told me, you no, know, his brother, his younger brother was in, um, Uh, ICU with maybe, maybe a day or two to live. Um, his lungs had shut down. He had massive infections. I mean, massive infections, pneumonia infections in his lungs. And he had undiagnosed, um, diabetes, full blown diabetes, um, which is, you know, in itself almost brutal. Um, and so he was just at a loss. He's like, dude, like my, my, my brother's got a wife. He's got two small children. And, um, you know, two days ago he was not feeling great. And now they're saying he might not make it through the night or through the weekend, you know? And that's a, and and you could tell he was just busted like out of it, uh, you know, not knowing what to do, what to turn. And so I was like, bro, I serve a God of miracles. Let's pray. Let's pray, dude. Let's pray right now. And so we did. We prayed. Um, I prayed my faith into that, into him and into, into his brother, even though his brother's not a Christian. Um, just, you know, just really leaned into it. Then I immediately, when we got off the phone, I called my brother who knows this man, um, my family that know this person, and we all like, united our faith together. Hey, guys, I need you to start praying immediately. Start praying immediately. For him, his brother, the family, the whole nine yards, like like we needed to unite our faith here and really stand at the gap and start interceding in this situation. And so we did that. And then I had the unction to keep praying for him for the next few days, like just like throughout that week, I would just randomly like, oh yeah, boom, 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 Lord. You know, and I was even praying that Lord in the prayer, the original prayer, I'm like, Lord, this, I want this to be such a, a, a glorification of your name. Like when you heal him, let it be known that you did it, that it wasn't science. It wasn't anything else. It was you, you know, so you get the glory, you get the credit. The miracle is a hundred percent attest, like, like attributed to you. Like, that's what I want. I want this family of nonbelievers to see this miracle, to see it. I want, you know, I want that miracle to show up in an amazing way that they can't explain it, but God you know those miracles that are the amazing ones like but god like but god like what are we talking about but god and that would be the catalyst to move move them forward towards faith and when you know it god did what god does god showed up and saved his brother complete turnaround complete turnaround like they couldn't even operate on him because his lungs were so bad and everything else and then finally his lungs just Turned around, and then the antibiotics started working, and then, like, it went from having a lung transplant to his lungs are staying inside of him, and you're like, <clears throat> he was literally a day away from death, literally. Like, doctor like we, he he we don't expect him to make it through the night. To now he's on the road to recovery to to get back to his family, like, no issues whatsoever. They're like, how do we? You know, he's he's being moved into you know generic like rehab type stuff. And you're right. like, what a, like, what a miracle, what a miracle. And so I've talked to him, like, oh my gosh, like, praise God, right? Like, didn't I, don't we serve an amazing God? And he's like, that's so, it's so amazing. Yeah, dude, total miracle, man, it's only God. Yet that didn't do anything to move him closer to faith. And I'm like, you know, like, and I don't know if that's me not sharing the gospel properly, and that's, there. In lines, to go right back to it, that exact statement. Miracles without the gospel are useless. So many people saw miracles in the, in the Bible. Many were turned, but many were not like, like what's a miracle <clears throat> without the gospel? Like that's what, that's what Lazarus is saying. <clears throat> or Abraham is saying to the rich man. Like, these guys have the gospel. They don't care about the gospel. So what's someone raising from the dead going to matter? And that's going to have no impact whatsoever. So why? Um, we're not even going to do it. And, and, and I'm walking out a real version of like, like, dude, your brother was a foot in the grave, a foot and a half in the grave. All he had was a hand sticking out. And God grabbed that hand and pulled him out of the grave. But that's not enough for you to reevaluate what your faith is like to like, well, well, who is this God that saved my brother? You know, because without the gospel, without the knowledge that comes with the gospel, the understanding, the powers in the gospel, the powers in the word. I mean, Abraham said it, dude, they got Moses and the prophets. What else do they need? What else do we need? You know, what else do we need besides the gospel? Miracles can happen all the time. And that's where I think people get kind of lost up in the manifestations versus the gospel. I, I you know, like myself, like my, I've been, I've received miracles. I have been on the receiving end of miracles on more than one occasion. You know, my back being healed. That's a miracle. Like a miracle that my, I have medical documentation of my miracle, miracle. How crazy is that? You know, but that without the gospel is useless. Like I don't, I, like for instance, I don't walk around all day talking about my back. You know, I don't walk around all day telling everyone, oh my gosh, I, I can walk right now. I can walk right now. Like I did when I first happened. Like when I first happened, I was like, oh my, everyone's got to hear about this. This is unbelievable. Like guys, I'm not paying, you know, but eventually it becomes normal. So, as crazy as it is, like the person with the withered hand that Jesus healed in the in the synagogue on on Sabbath day that caused the uproar, he'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I can you know I have my hand back," and he'd probably be on fire for that for like a little bit. But eventually, he's just got you know no big deal. People people aren't around anymore that didn't <clears throat> that didn't know him with a withered hand. The the, the miracle is like, hey guys, my hand works, and you just kind of take it for granted now. I imagine people that could see you know, like blind Bartimaeus. He can see, he can see, you know, but after a while, does he, does he continue to saying that, you know, after, after a while, do you, do you continue? I know we're supposed to be the, you know, the, the, by the blood of the lamb and the, and the, and the word of our testimony. And those are amazing testimonies, but do we continue with them? I mean, look at real world. We act like today is so much different than back then, but People stop talking about things. What's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new thing? I mean, the Bible, you even say it, like all the people show us miracles, show us signs, show us wonders. It's like, that's when Jesus is like, oh, I'm out. It's parable time. (laughs) It's riddle time because you don't, you don't care about me. You care about the show, but you're missing me and I'm the value. I am the show. These miracles mean nothing without me. They're nothing but a a tickle of your fancy, a daily delight. Without me, I'm the truth. I'm the gospel. I'm the way to the Father. And you're worried about some you know carnival show, but that's what we gravitate towards. Oh my gosh, we were wild with a miracle. We were wild with a, a gift of the Spirit. We were wild with some prophetic blah blah blah. Whatever. Without the gospel, without Christ without the gospel according to the scriptures without the gospel according to what is written then what's it matter it's it's all for naught it's all dross so do miracles really matter like i think miracles are amazing and i love them this is not a knock on miracles let me go ahead and just make that clearly stated like miracles are so amazing when god shows up man it, like for people in faith to see miracles it's such a faith builder like Cause it took a, like when, when I, when he told me that his brother was might not going to make it through the night and to prayer, to pray a prayer of faith and boldness to a father that I know can heal him, but it's not on me to heal him. You know, I can't make that promise. I'm just going to go ahead and, and pray this prayer. And then I'm like, man, but if it doesn't happen, if he passes, what, what then? Like, you know. Oh my god, it's gonna be he's <laughs> gonna be a real tough convert. <laughs> but again, that's that's me thinking it's my responsibility. Like the miracle's not not me. I'm I'm gonna believe the miracle. I'm gonna absolutely speak it, believe it, because I do believe it. I don't have a doubt in my mind that God can heal him. Not a doubt in my mind. What do you heal him? That's that's where it comes in. That's where. That's where the tricks are played. Like, will he? I don't know. That's not my decision, but I know he can. And I'm believing he will. I'm believing he will. You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to stand on that until he doesn't. And if he doesn't, I'm still going to, he's still God, you know, like like nothing has changed. Yes, it's unfortunate, but all right. All right. Now let's, 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 all right. Let's pray for those kids. Let's pray for his wife. Let's pray for you to step up and be, be an uncle father, you know? whatever, let's change our prayers, but that doesn't change who God is. The miracle doesn't change who God is. The gospel is the gospel regardless of miracles. But the fact that he showed up like, oh my God, for me, was like unbelievable. I'm telling everybody. I'm like, (laughs) I'm singing the praises of the miracle. You know, like, look what God did. Look what God did. Look what God did. Isn't he so good? Isn't he so good? Oh my gosh, isn't he amazing? You know, and when he's, answered my prayers immediately you know when he's when he's done things for me in my life it's like my gosh but we we don't we don't talk about him all the time we don't keep our testimony always in front of us or always sharing it you know cuz a lot of times testimonies get old they get stale like you haven't had a recent miracle so you know you're going to tell that story again <laughs> it's like well dude if it's raising from the dead you're going to tell that story all day every day that you're alive because you're no longer dead however at what point in time did you know take for instance Lazarus And his, and his sisters, you know, he's just walking around alive again. Like how long before that just became normal? I mean, we know the, 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 the Jewish leadership, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees had to kill Lazarus because he's walking testimony, especially the Sadducees, because they didn't believe in resurrection. So literally they have someone who defies their entire belief system walking around. That's, that's a bad look. If you're a Sadducee say, we don't believe in resurrection. We don't believe any of that. Uh, you see Lazarus right there, dude, in the market, that guy was dead recognized by the entire, everybody, everybody knows he was dead in the ground, four days now alive. How do you deal with that? So, you know, that was a, a big faux pas walking around for the Sadducees. But again, miracles, we, we go through miracles. If it was about miracles, then Jesus would have been doing nothing but miracles. Like, like he would have, there would be no gospel. There would be nothing else if it was all about the miracles. I mean, the miracles were icing on the cake where miracles were just his, according to the scriptures, you know, his, his proof of who he was, his divination, like who he's from, like his ability to control these things. Absolutely. But none of that means anything without his birth, crucifixion, resurrection. None of it. Seated at the right hand. None of it, none of his miracles meant anything. Like people did miracles before him, you know? Like there were miracles before Jesus. None of them mattered. It was all about Jesus, all about the gospel, according to the scriptures. And so, yeah, I just, it, it's such a weird thing to think about that, you know? Like I think about the people that I know that don't believe and how cool it'd be to show them like, like, expose to them the power of the Lord. But then that happens. Your prayers get answered and it doesn't change them. And you're like, oh, oh man. All right. Well, uh, what's plan B? And plan A is the gospel. Plan B, C, D, those might be miracles, but plan A is the gospel. And so I'm going to continue to speak life into him. I'm gonna continue to to let the Holy Spirit be in me and shine through me and just bring God up to Him in an amazing way. Like I'm figuring that out. I've actually been praying, like Lord, like how do I talk to Him about You in a way that exposes You, like like it shows You for who You are. Again, like going back to to Abraham. You know, they have the prof- prophets and Moses. Like you know, this guy has the information. It's not a matter of that. It's just not, you know, it's that it's that self-god type thing. Like I want to live my own way. And I I I can't criticize him because I live that way. I I disagree with him, obviously, but I like I did that. And I quote unquote was a Christian. So, you know, checkmate. Um, however, I, I know there's like I'm I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. And by I I mean the Holy Spirit's gonna get him. Like the Lord's gonna get him. And, and then his testimony is going to be powerful, you know, and that's what I'm, I'm excited for. I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed about, but so yeah, that was it. Miracles. Do they even matter? I mean, yes, they do matter, but like without the gospel, they don't without the gospel. It's just David Copperfield out there doing stuff. And, you know, as impressive as it is and you know, Oh, wow. But it doesn't have an impact without the, it's, it's their, their duds. They're blanks without the gospel. And it's such a bummer to see that, like like to see the Bible happen in real life, in your own life, you know, like, like to you personally, when, when someone talks about these miracles and they don't matter, like show us more. It's like, what else can I show you? Oh man. And, but I love that part where like, you know, Abraham really breaks it down. Like, like even someone being raised from the dead will have no impact if they don't care about Moses and the prophets. If the, if the prophets, if the gospel couldn't convince them, then what's a miracle going to do? What's what, what's a miracle in, in, in contrast to the gospel? Nothing. Nothing. So, you know, that's where we're at. I just wanted to think about that. Just miracles and I don't know. Are you guys experiencing miracles? Do you guys still get them? I mean, I do. Isn't that amazing? I get to say that. I still get miracles. As, 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 as off places I am sometimes <laughs> as I still get to experience miracles. Like, dude, my friend's brother coming out of the hospital is a miracle. That's a miracle. You know, me not having back pain, that's a miracle. Me the other day, having back pain and then praying over it and being gone immediately. That's a miracle. Like, these are little things that I, I, I'm like, I get to celebrate like, man, how God He's so good to me. He's so good to me. Like undeservingly, here I am struggling with how to find connection, how to, how to love him, how to be in his presence. And he's just still so unbelievably good to me. It's, I cannot fathom it. You know, I, I can't wait to spend eternity trying to figure that out worshiping him, praising him, but like, even like, you know, when I'm struggling, he's still just so good to answer those prayers when I'm struggling. He's just so good. And and he's, he's like that for all of us. He doesn't favor me over anybody else. You know, he doesn't have preferences. He just loves all of us. So for you right now, wherever you're at in life, if you're listening to this, you can pray for whatever you need to pray for. And we serve a God of miracles. Like we serve a God of miracles. Like, what are you believing for? What are you standing on? Like, what scripture has he given you? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I love, I give my, I, I, I'm really just taken aback by how many times he answers my prayers or how many times he has and has continues to just show up and be there. And here I am like, how do I get closer to you? <laughs> Why am I distant? Blah, blah, blah. I have these, my barriers and he's just right there. Ah. Oh. He's so good. So good. Anyway, I hope you guys really do have miracles. I really hope you guys are, are praying and experiencing what he has for you in, in deeper and deeper ways. I really do, because what a powerful place to be in just to, to watch him work. But, you know, again, none of it's without the gospel. Without the gospel, it doesn't even matter. Without that, it's without the truth of the gospel, according to the scriptures. We're in a pinch. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to a sub church podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't.